When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, we are with you, Grant Napier and Eric Burns. Uh, First of all, I'm just going to let everyone know I'm having some major weather problems where I'm at, so let's hope the stream works. Burnsy, how the hell are you? How was your Father's Day, buddy? Fantastic, Grant. Thanks for... uh... Thanks for joining us this morning. I know we went back and forth with the internet issues. I happen to be in the middle of Bigfoot country out in Oregon. So I was in Texas last time we talked. And now it's uh, literally, I stepped outside this morning. And this truly is the land of Sasquatch. (laughs) I love it. Hey, Bernsey, I got to tell you, man, this shit drives me crazy. Leading up to the NBA Finals. It was, gee, Steph Curry needs to have an MVP to really cement his legacy, which I thought was just bullshit. Now Steph Curry wins a championship, and now the narrative is switched to, well, gee, does this diminish Kevin Durant's legacy? Why can't people just fucking enjoy how great these players are, man? I don't understand <laughs> I'll tell you who was enjoying themselves with Clay Thompson <laughs> with the Gilligan's Island hat, yeah. Steph Curry taking a bottle of Clase Azul. Ha, ha, like, dude, I... You know what's great about, and, and I'm not, I don't want to get, I, we don't have to go too far in the details of this parade or anything. I don't, you know, a parade's a parade. But between Tom Brady being absolutely shit-faced, passing yep. the, the Lombardi trophy <laughs> off of a fucking boat, and then now you have Steph Curry pounding Clase Azul like it literally is Gatorade at halftime. I'm like, dude, there's no, like, like, it humanizes these guys. It really yeah. does. It makes them like these these guys who have this perfect sort of image. Yeah. And it's like, okay, they're, they're one of us. They're just like us. And and that, I think, I think that's pretty cool. And I'm sure there's probably some people out there that are incredibly critical of it. Um, you know, and it's like you don't want to over, over-glamorize these dudes than the middle of the day getting absolutely freaking bombed. But at the same time, it's also like they live their life with so much stress and so much pressure and so much this, 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 that. It's finally one time where they get to, quote, unquote, let their hair down. You know, again, I just, you know, the, 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 and I understand the media. I understand all the talk shows. I get all of that. I, I understand that's what we do, okay? But we, we, we overanalyze this shit. Why can't people just fucking appreciate that Steph Curry is one of the best of his generation. I don't think that's debatable. He's one of the best point guards in the history of the game. He didn't have to win an MVP of an NBA Finals to cement that. He was already there before this series started. But now all of a sudden, this shit shifts back to, well, gee, you know, it wasn't a good postseason for Kevin Durant. They got bounced out in the first round. They got swept. And, oh, yeah, by the way, 
The Warriors won a championship without Durant. Do people fucking forget they won a championship without Durant before he got there? This shit drives me crazy. Yeah, well, but that's that's the nature of it, dude. They, they, we we have to have something to talk about. We have to have something to debate. Yep. It, it's and and I think it's fun to look at because if this goes back to the debates when I was a kid, and it was Joe Montana. Right. And then it yep. was before that it was it was the Terry Bradshaw. So like yep. this the steel curtain, that's all we heard about. The the steel curtain and Terry Bradshaw and all the steel are the team of the seventies. And then it was the Niners and it was a team of the eighties. And then it was, you know, all the talk about the Cowboys. And it just went it went on and on. You're you're talking about, you know, what actually creates a dynasty. But if you look at this this Warriors team, right? You know, I, I think the more interesting question is you know, where does this franchise stack up when it comes to talking about some of the greatest runs in history? Because this is now what their fourth NBA championship. Yep. And yep. you and you look at the, you know, let's just focus on the Bay Area for a second because you, you have then you have you have the Niners, um, who what was it, five? They had yep. five in, in a in a fourteen year stretch, I think, or something around there. Yeah, I mean, they, you had the, they were a dominant franchise over over a, a significant period of time. Absolutely, Giants three three championships in five years. Yep. yep. So, I I just think the model of success. You know, I, I get the championships, and I think they're great in in everything else. But I we talked about this a little bit on the Thursday show. Yep. The ability to repeat year in and year out. The ability, yep. like, like that's that's that matters. That means something. And you know, I, I'll I'll bring it back to your Yankees a little bit in the fact yep. that the, they just haven't gone under five hundred in in twenty years or whatever, however long it's been. It's, it's yeah, but you know, joke. I'll make I'll play devil's advocate with you. They should fucking not be under five hundred when they have the biggest or second largest or third largest payroll in baseball. They should not be under five hundred, right? I mean, how the fuck do you yeah, that's why that's why that's you, you want rings. No, but but, but you forget want about rings. rings. You just said under 500. Forget about the rings for a minute. Yes, I want rings. Yeah. But when you have that kind of payroll, when you have those kind of assets at your disposal in the palms of your hands. OK, I'm not saying you need to win every year, but fuck, you got to be a good team every year. And, you know, but back to the Warriors, Bernsey, because you bring up an interesting point. There's no ifs, ands or buts about it. They're a dynasty. Now, you can rank them however you want. You know this, Fernsey. It's really difficult to compare different eras. Like, how am I going to compare a Warriors of this era to, let's say, the Celtics of the 80s? You know, you, it's, it's, it, I mean, it's really hard. It's really hard to do, you know? Well, how would you? I mean, because it's, you have the Celtics. I mean, obviously, you had the, you had the Lakers in their run. Yep. You, had, you had MJ doing what he was doing. Then you had Kobe doing what he was doing. Now, you know, now Steph, I, I find it fascinating where, you know, there is in basketball, w- one player could beat you. And uh, right. in baseball, it's, it's not possible. Correct. But in basketball, if you surround them with good players, one guy can get you. And so that's where the Warriors are interesting because this goes back to, what was it game five when Steph Curry goes zero for nine from three point right. range? Yep, and and they and they still won, yep. and and that's that's the mark of, of a great team, period. Yes, all right. The Spurs are a dynasty. The Spurs won five championships 
over their run of ending with David Robinson, then Tim Duncan. I look at the Spurs as, you know, a a franchise that had the longevity. They were good every year, even though they didn't win every year, but they won five titles during that run. So they're a dynasty. The Warriors are clearly a dynasty. Now, if you ask me, where do I stack up the Warriors, who just won their fourth against the Spurs, completely different teams. And again, I have to go back to this, Bernsey. The three-point shot is such a prolific part of the game now. And when the Spurs were winning their five championships, yeah, the three was part of the game. But nowhere near the way the game is now. Look at the impact that Tim Duncan had. Tim Duncan wasn't beyond the arc, Bernsey, shooting threes. Tim Duncan was back to the basket, a low-post player, And again, you don't see that in this era of basketball. So how do you compare even, and then we're not talking that long ago. How do you compare a Warriors team now to even the Spurs team and what they accomplished in the last decade? I mean, it's difficult to do. It'd be fun to see them go up against each other though, right? Sure would. It sure would. It really would. would. I would, just two completely different styles. I mean, this goes back to the, you know, in the NFL, the, like, uh, Tom Brady, uh, the I just between the statistics and the championship, he's the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. But how how would have he done in a different era when they weren't putting the ball up fifty times a fucking game? Yep. Like, like what? Like yep. it, it, is he Absolutely. truly better than Joe Montana? Like, and, and I think the answer to that is yes. Like he's t- he took better care of himself than, than Joe, and he continued to get better and continue to adapt, adjust like with a game. It was like it's not even the same NFL as in when Tom first came into the league. Like it's a very different no, NFL. The rules and are he's different. adapted and, adjust, and adjusted with it. Yeah. And the kid, especially when it comes to protecting the quarterback. And that's why they weren't sure. putting the typically putting the ball out 50 times a game back then, right? Yeah, absolutely. Not only that, when I started watching the NFL and really through the 60s and 70s and even 80s. You could mug receivers running down the field. I mean, go talk to fucking George Atkinson. Go talk to those players of that era. They could hit you running a route 30 yards down the field, Bernsey. Talk to Fred. I've had this conversation with Fred Belitnikoff a lot. You know, it wasn't these five yards, you know, you can't touch me anymore. These guys were getting clobbered 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 yards down the field without the ball. I mean, so the game now is all offense. You know, we see it in the NBA we see it in the NFL where the rules have been implemented with the, you know, basically not touching the quarterback and all that shit that you can't touch a receiver five yards past the line. You know, tackling now, Bernsey, look at how you have to tackle now in the NFL. I mean, it, it, the game is so offensive minded, it's impossible to compare a Tom Brady to a Joe Montana. If Joe Montana, as great as he was, played in this era, he would even be greater. Think about it. He, 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 he was Tom Brady before Tom Brady. That's correct. <laughs> I mean, yeah. right? Like, like that's 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 who he was. Like, it, it wasn't, a, you know, even even at times, you know, at least in the early going. But like, he just had that. He had that ability. He had that knack. He had that yeah. that yeah. whatever that instinct was to know to to know where he was going to go, uh, where where the receivers are going to go, and, and just the reading the defenses and everything else. Yeah, I I, I undoubtedly will say that. You know, again, you can't argue, obviously, with the success of of Brady and the championships and everything else, because no matter what era you play in, and we have to remember this, a championship's a championship, man. And so right. when you're breaking, right. I mean, the, the the thought and idea 
I'm not know what is Brady at? Is he he at nine, ten Super Bowls, seven, seven right, wins? Right. Uh, yeah, I mean it's fucking it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, right? So I mean, you know, LeBron was in ten NBA Finals. Okay, um, you know, you just talk about greatness of athletes. I I'll tell you what really sticks out to me is when you're able to do it with different franchises. That really says something to me. I mean, I'm not knocking anything that went on in New England, but they know all of a sudden you go to Tampa and boom like that, you win a Super Bowl. Think about LeBron. He gets to an NBA Finals with Cleveland the first time, gets swept against San Antonio, okay, goes to Miami, wins two, comes back to Cleveland, beats the Warriors. I mean, think about then he wins in the bubble. I mean, so that's that's a championship with Cleveland, a championship with Miami, a championship with the Lakers. That's fucking greatness, okay? There, there's just no other way about it. That's greatness. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, that was the thing with Tom Brady because when he got to New England too, or excuse me, to Tampa, and they, they weren't great in, in the early going, and you almost you watch this thing come together, and you're just like, there's no way this is going to happen. There's no way this is yep. going to happen. And then sure as shit, it happened. But I, 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 there's something that – you know, I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, I, it's just kind of a fun way to look at it, at least from my, I don't know, life optimization sort of mind, is how. Like, how, how, how are these guys playing at such a high level, number one? But num- number two, I, like, what, what is their presence doing for everybody else? And I think that ultimately, when you talk about the greatest players in the history of the NBA or the NFL or Major League Baseball, how do you affect the fucking guys around you? And, and I, I've always, I always thought Amen. that that's one of the most underrated things because when Absolutely. you talk about all the stats and all the numbers and, and, and everything else, okay, cool, great. What are you doing for the guy next to you? Like we Correct. can look at all the analytics of baseball and this and this and this yep. and this, but get, but guess what? How are you making him better? That's a big question. And are you there every fucking day at work doing your job? All right, and that brings me to Kyrie Irving. I don't know why any general manager in the NBA would give Kyrie Irving a long-term deal. He want, Word is he's going to opt out of his $36 million, which I can't believe, and wants a four-year deal. If I'm a general manager, there is no fucking way in the world I'm giving that guy a long-term deal. You cannot count on him. Two years ago, he took three leaves of absence, including one in January, after the season began on Christmas. All right. He 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 came back from his first leave of absence, Bernsey, and he yeah. told the media he needed a break. OK, and I'm not even <laughs> going to talk about the vaccination. That's up to him. Do what you want. I personally feel he let down the whole team. But OK, that's a personal choice. Put that aside. This fucking guy is not dependable. You don't know when he's going to show up for work. And if you're Bernsey, you've been in locker rooms. You've played on a lot of different teams. Give me the grinder. Give me the fucking guy that you can count on every single day that's going to be in the lineup. I want that guy. I want the guy that plays his balls off every single game over the super talented guy who I don't know if he's going to be there from game to game. I don't, I don't think it works. Now, I know Irving's won a championship, and I give him credit for that with him when he was with LeBron in Cleveland. Sure. But this guy is a malcontent, and I wouldn't want him on my team, and he's super talented, but I'd rather go in a different direction. I, I, you just want you want you want the right chemistry, dude. And I I know yeah. people say all oh, this the most overplayed words, but bullshit. 
It's just nope. not. It's it's. It, you it's go back key. to any work, any, any any work environment, man. Any any yep. any organization, you have to have that ability to work well next to the other guy, and you have what that other that other person, Absolutely. whoever it is, guy, girl, doesn't matter. Like, are they are they are they making us better? So, uh, looking at Al right here uh, in in the chat, he's saying, Burge, I remember your segment, Brian, go regarding going to computerized strike zones at MLB. Do you think this will happen? Al, it's going to happen, and it's happening fucking very quickly. I, I I would be shocked if it is not implemented within the next two to three years here at this point. It's it's starting right now in the minor leagues. They're trying it out. So, you know, what they – what and again, I'm telling you what I'm hearing. You're probably hearing the same thing. It may be different. The issue that they're having right now is having a uniform system where, you know, the box that you see on TV – Okay, it's not really the actual fucking strike zone. Okay, no. So we, so so fan, the, the technology exists, Bernsey. But from what I understand, and maybe you can help me out here, because of the difference of the dimensions in the stadiums and the angles and all that bullshit, there, there, it, it has to be the same. If you're going to go automation, if you're going to go robotic or whatever the fuck you call it. You know, it, you got to be able to do it in every ballpark for every team where it's consistent, right? Because what we're what we're really complaining about, correct me if I'm wrong here, Bernsey, your issue with the strike zone is the inconsistency, right? So correct. by going with this system, you're going to have consistency. But you want consistency at close to 100% with the automation. So, so here's the deal. So what they do is as soon as a batter gets in the box, like they'll basically take you know, I don't know where, whatever it is, the bottom of the knees. And then you go up the numbers yeah. and, and that's, that's how it's created. I think that, uh, I think we could probably, so people are going to complain about being too tall because the gate, the, there's going to be pitches now, like that high curveball where they try to touch the top of the fucking strike zone uh-huh. to get, to, to get that call. So you're going to see guys like change. I mean, imagine Barry Zito in his prime throwing that hook, just hitting the top of the strikes. And we're talking about guys, you know, yep. swinging at balls that would have had to start well above their heads. I think that's going to be interesting to see how the pitchers exploit that. So on that note, we could actually drop it a little bit uh, and then also widen it a little bit. Dude, that's a great thing because you could, you could play with this and you could negotiate what that box would look like. Now that all said, it's you still have to work right the bottom of the knees to 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 what is considered this area and each player like what about the guy that's Jose Altuve he's five six and then you have Aaron Judge is six seven so how does that factor in but they have they had you know when I did this in 2016 they had all the technology even then to do that with our players and they they do it they they put it together just boom 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 it's algorithm in. As soon as they step in the box, the computer sees it. Do, 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 do. Here's your strike zone. Let me ask you, do you think the check swing should be reviewable? Yes. Fuck yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it's funny because I talk about the check swing a lot. And I, I even did a whole thing with our banana players uh, about that. And I said the greatest hitters in the history of Major League Baseball were great check swingers. Their ability to, uh, yes, 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 no. Yes, 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 no. Now, typically, you don't want to be that, right? You either want to be committed, I'm all in, or I'm all out. So it's either 
Yes or no? That's ideal. But here's the truth of the matter. Boom is a skill. And the funny thing was, is that literally like, I don't know, that week I gave him the talk about it. I said, just practice it. I don't say practice your check swing, but no, it's like, yes, 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 yes. Oh, like the ability to hold back. And then we were in Birmingham, Alabama, and I pinch hit myself with a game on the line against the party animals. And I come up, work the count 2-0, get a fastball middle in, buggy whip this shit right down the left field line. Now I'm 2-1, fastball, another out over the plate, foul it straight back, oh, right off the barrel, it's on. Next pitch, curveball in the dirt. Check swing, home plate umpire. Rings me up. <laughs> so, I, it's it's you know it, it was funny because I and I did go for sure, and, and we had I actually I even yeah. had the side angle camera to show that I, I it went all the way through the zone, and everyone's like, "Dude, well, what constitutes a swing? It's not fucking hard when the bat." crosses the middle of home plate is what i would say like if the yep. bat crosses split the plate if this bat crosses the middle of it you're out if it doesn't right. cross the middle of it you could say but there's no, there's nothing that really defines that so they need that they actually need to define and say look it's considered a swing if the barrel of the bat crosses this section of home plate and if we do that then it's it's like there's okay. no dispute right now right now it's a subjective call still Okay, so is the entire game of baseball going to be automated? Seriously, is that, I mean, are we are we heading to where every aspect of baseball is going to be basically automated with replay so that there's never anything fucking wrong, which really, to me, Bernsey, and I've been watching baseball. I told you I watched Mickey Mantle play at Yankee Stadium. Does that not, I guess, interfere with the – beauty of the sport at all because that's where we're heading Bernsey we're heading to a fully 100% automated game which by the way you can't do in basketball you can't do in hockey and you cannot do you know in in uh in in did I say it basketball football and hockey but you can have it in baseball right can you not have a fully automated called game in baseball you can right what part of the game I'm trying to think about that like because so you you need the man you need the management of the game right so the man yes. just the, the basic management of the, like I'm trying to think like what what exactly would you need umpires for the other thing is there there are subjective calls still yes. even when they when they go to replay with with like whoa did he get him did he not get him yes. you know like there there's all of the rules like there's always going to be a place for umpires I, I but when it comes to balls and strikes or it comes to like is he safer out like man you, you can i think in baseball even more than some of the other sports but dude they've, they've been they've been doing this in tennis for fucking 30 years maybe longer right when they, when they finally when we, we saw enough explosions from mac and Roe and jimmy connors yep. and they're like enough's enough let's yep. automate this then they've had that they, i mean the nfl has been doing this for uh, you know, replays now. Gosh dang, thirty years old. It seems like like it's 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 happening. Basically, baseball was way behind in it, I, and I they're obviously catching up in a hurry. I, I 
I'm with you. I understand what you're saying. I, I would tell you that the human element has been and always will be the players. And they, they yeah. have to play the game. And so do I want umpires fucking up calls? I don't. I don't. See, quite, quite simply, I, I, I think it's, I, I'd rather just have the call, whether, no matter which side I'm on, I'd rather have, I'd, I'd rather have the call right. That's all, okay. that's all I can. We want fair play. But the point I'm making is baseball is, uh, r- relatively speaking, comparatively speaking to the other sports, is a very is a fairly simplistic game with calls. It's either a ball or it's a strike. You're either out or you're safe. I'm generalizing a little bit, but basically that's where we're at. You can't have that in football. You can't look to see uh, fucking 11 guys on each side of the line of scrimmage or holding or what have you. In basketball, there's contact on every play. Burns, you know this. You could foul out every player in every fucking basketball game. That's the way it is. So you you can't really bring replay in that way in basketball. It does Again, you can't stop the game every two seconds. But in baseball, again, it's pretty simplistic. It's either a ball or a strike or you're either right. out or you're safe. Okay? So you could have a fully – automated game i'm not saying you wouldn't need umpires as you said you would still need umpires but by and large you could have a sport that was completely reviewable on almost every aspect of the game and what's it going to do the fucking games are long already you're going to add an extra five minutes to a game the game's already long so i think it's doable bernsey if that's where you want to go baseball could do that you know what grant the more i think about it with all due respect to umpires and i appreciate their service for all these years let's get them off the field <laughs> let's get them off the field why are they there if we have if we have a computer called balls and strikes you have a first base like we have the first base like dude go to chelsea pier we need them because we need them we need them running the computers in, in everything and then, and then here comes the voice of God from above, out at first base. I mean, yeah, that's, you know I don't, I don't need him there, other than to break up a fight. But we got security for hey. that man. I'm old fashioned <laughs> about this shit. I'm old fashioned about this shit. I'm older than you. I love the beauty of the human element in the game. I think it's part of the game. Like, I, hey, Bernsey, you know what was a fucking thrill for me, Bernsey, was I was at a doubleheader with the Yankees and the Orioles at Memorial Stadium in fucking Baltimore when Earl Weaver and Ron Luciano went at it. Okay, you don't even fucking see that anymore. All right, you don't even see basically managers and umpires get into a lot. I love that fucking beauty of the game and throughout the years. I I enjoy that. I enjoy sometimes seeing the missed calls. I mean, it's part of the game. Listen, players aren't perfect. You talk about the players. Fuck Bernsey. You have a routine ball hit to you and it goes through your legs. You're not fucking perfect, right? I mean, players, I mean, Bill Buckner yeah. was one of the most famous plays in the history of baseball, a routine fucking ground ball. So players aren't perfect. Why should we have our umpires be perfect? Well, because I think if you ask anybody going all the way down to youth level, like what's the one thing that people want? Like they want fair play. I mean, you you go some of the, you know, the Don Deckinger play uh, and then, what is it, 1985 yeah, World, World Series? World Series, right? 86 World, 85, yeah, 84, man. 85 World Series. Uh, you go to Jim Joyce in the in the uh, Galarraga perfect game. Like, you, you look back at these iconic moments, and uh, I it, it's sad that the umpires weren't given assistance. Like, I've always talked about, like, like give them the assistance. That You know what, Grant? That, look, bro, we all, we all change. We all grow up. We yeah. all, you know, we go through different phases of our life. I, 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 
there's a part of me where if you said, you know what, dude, they're going to get rid of all the replay, all the everything else. I'd be like, all right, like, let, let, let's go. I, like, I'm still going to love the game of baseball. <laughs> I, I could tell you even, even from going over this again, uh, this weekend. So I am, um, uh, we, we played in this Texas title and yep. there were, there's, tw- there's 24 teams we, we obviously had a, a target on our back with, you know, gunslinging team from Lake Tahoe, California. And here we are, you know, we go out there and we're beating the bricks off this team, like pretty bad. And to the tune, it's like, dude, it was 20 something to like one or zero. And there were, there were two plays out in the field where our base runners made boneheaded mistakes. And one where it was like, literally like the guy, like hidden ball type of trick. And then, they, and then yeah. he got a run down. Then he got a run down, and there was the other team was awesome too. By the way, like they, when you take a beat down like that, it can be tough, right? Tough for everybody. Right. And, and so their parents were having fun. The kids were smiling on the field, and they had this great run down. They get they get him at second, and they appear to get him at second. And I'm like, yeah, he probably got in there, but you got to call him out, umpire. Safe. I'm like, dude, this is working. This was working for us. I mean, fucking call him out. The kid made a boneheaded mistake. Call our kid out. And but I didn't. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. So then there's a ball that's literally like, like, boom, hard base hit, like left field. Our runners at like, at first, like tries to go to third, just in a in a way where the kid makes a nice throw. He comes in like. It gets around. It should have it should have been called 100% should have been called out again, but it, it was probably a 50-50 type play. You could have called him safe for out. Maybe sure. he got in there. Safe. I'm like, oh, God. And these poor parents on the other side, dude, they're getting pounded. Now it's like 20, like, like, like literally like 28 to one. And, and, and another, another call that, and, and they're screaming, just call him out. Whatever. Okay, cool. So that's, that's the second blown call that works in our favor. So then one of our kids gets up there and, and both bad base running mistakes that, that should not have been rewarded. Then our kid gets up there, literally, boom, smokes a ball off the right field wall. Home plate umpire. Time! He's out. Out of the batter's box. I said, What? He stepped out of the batter's box. His front foot was out of the batter's box. He's out. Come on. I go, come on, dude. I said, hold on a second. You guys tell me. You There's two calls, and they conferred on both the calls, too, after the call was made because the other coach objected yeah. to the ones on the base. You tell me. I, I had two of our kids make boneheaded base running moves. You call them both safe when you should have called them out. And then my kid hits a double off the fucking right center field wall. And you're trying to tell me that he was out of the batter's box because he was too far forward. If anything, that's an advantage for the pitcher. I'm like, come on. I'm like, I've never seen this before. And there's no batter's box either. Right. Like, cause it's all scattered by this point. So you, you couldn't even, you can't even tell how can you even tell me that's out of the batter's box when there's not even in the batter's box. So that like the shit like that, Grant, like that, that gets me like have a feel, you got to have a feel for the game. So this show is sponsored by, 
BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I don't know. I don't want to wrap this up by this. I want to ask you something because I've always wanted to ask a, a former player or a current player. We've seen it now with instant replay. We, I'll use an example. Runner steals second, right? Clearly beats the throw, is safe. But as his momentum on the bag, his fucking stomach comes off the bag by this fucking much. And they zoom Hate in. That. And he's fucking out. That's not the spirit of the game. It's the same way in basketball now. We saw it in the NCAA championship game two years ago, right? Player has the ball. Defender knocks the ball away from him. Offensive possession should be the the, the offense. The slow-mo replay shows that the fucking ball, as it was going out of bounds, grazed the fingertip of the offensive player. That's always 100% been the offensive player. Defensive player. Knocks the ball away, didn't hit the leg, didn't walk off a foot, you know, bubble. It's always been the offensive player. Baseball, you beat the throw, you're on the fucking bag, you're safe. But now with instant replay, you can challenge that. You come off the bag by a whisker and you're out. Bernsey, that's the shit I don't like about instant replay. Yeah, dude, I agree. I, I, I totally agree. I do think, though, that we have to go by the book. Like, we, I, I, it's annoying. It's it's the it's the part I hate about instant replay, right? The guy steals second base, boom, comes up. Now uh, you got to teach you guys how to slide and make contact with the bag and keep contact with the bag. Uh, there, there's those are the, those are the type of things where if you're gonna have it, you know, this this goes back to you know at least from a baseball perspective, like the ball beats the runner by a mile. And right. a lot of times you'd have that phantom tag or the, the second baseman getting the ball right yeah, yeah. early yeah. and in not, not necessarily having, having yeah. Yeah. neighborhood play. Right. So yep. they have, yep. <laughs> I, I go both ways on this, but now that you have replay, you got to touch the fucking bag. 
You got to hold on to the bat. You cannot come off the bat. Like, that's it. That's it. Like, right. we, we, we got to adapt to change. This is what it is now. So, is it, did I, I hated it when they first started doing it. I, I like, I, I'm, because as a base stealer, I'm like, I couldn't imagine, like, literally, you steal the base and then you come off the bag. And, you know, just the slightest bit of the, the foot comes up and they're, I, I don't know. But look, there's, this is going to be a debate that rages on. And I, I just keep going back to thinking about a field and wondering if we will have a field one day without the physical presence of human umpires. Well, I know you mean this, so I'm going to fucking add this because I have a lot of close friends that are umpires. And these are guys that have worked for years and years and years in the minor leagues to get to the big leagues. And it's their career. And, and I, I know you're being some tongue in cheek. I, I, and I understand. But you're also being partly serious. I would hate for fucking guys that have had careers now all of a sudden not have jobs. You know what I'm saying? But okay, but but they, but they you have to have them though. Here's the thing. You have to have them. Like they're not going anywhere. That was a whole thing. Like everyone is like, oh, you're trying to take umpire jobs. Like it doesn't okay. matter. Someone's always has to be there to enforce the rules, right? Okay. Even when, I'll agree. give you a per- perfect example. Do you yep. know they have a whole umpiring crew in the replay center? So yes. when they travel yes, around. Oh, yes, their crew, like yes. and like, they'll go yes. to Yankee Stadium. They go to Yankee yep. Stadium. They go to they go to uh, they go to. It's not Shea Stadium. What's the City Field? Field. Yankee Stadium. They, Field. they they go to City Field and they go and then their third their third stop is Chelsea Market, where the old replay center was. I'm not sure if it's still there because I know they were all combining no, it's, everything. Uh, it's now they, it's now uh, right on Fiftieth uh, and Sixth uh, Avenue. Yeah, exactly. So, you, like a whole crew, like you need an entire crew yeah. on a on a game to do yeah. that. And they're the the umpires will physically be there. I I don't I don't see it going going that direction. And you need because there's so much controversy. You know whether when it comes to, you know whether a guy with, with the ground rules, what you know whether a guy, uh, you know a lot of the foul balls, figuring out. Uh, fair or foul based on angles and in 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 everything else and in a lot of there's a lot of activity happening at home plate. Of course, the the thought and idea of blocking home plate without yep. the ball, that yep. whole rule yep. and everything. Yep. The umpire's always the umpire's always going to be there. Always yep. going to be. And you have the, you know you're going to have the guy letting them know. And and yeah, we do like the the whole Leslie Nielsen, of course, like naked gun, uh, crazy fun balls and strikes call. Uh, but I, I do, I, again, I'm not, I'm not going to come off the fairness thing. I just, I'd, I'd rather have that fairness. I, do they need to be you know perfect? No, I, I still think there's going to be controversial calls that happen. And, you know, especially even now, I know, I know you say, you, you know, you're not getting the whole Earl Weaver thing very much anymore, but at the same time you, you have Aaron Boone, you know, arguing balls and strikes last year and he had the infamous, or maybe it was a couple years ago it was, my guys are fucking savages. Yeah, and they, you know, this, know. So you, you get this back and forth and you still, you still see this, this go on. So right. anyway, it's going to be interesting. Hey man, you have a good rest of the day and you're in Oregon. You said, huh? Uh, bro, I'm in Oregon, dude. I, I, if you're ready, if you're ready to rock, we'll do this again on Thursday. Yeah, I, yep. I got 10 days here. Kids are in ski camp. We took down that Texas title, by the way, 24 teams, nor, nor, okay. nor, 
NorCal and SAC, the, uh, a lot of our a lot of our squads from the SAC area. So That's awesome, man. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was so fun, dude. And the last first three games were cupcakes. The last four games were against quality teams. We we're down in every one of the games. Figure out a way to come back and uh, and take home the the Texas title. All right, man. I'll talk to you Thursday. You be good. Sounds good, Grant. Good shit, man. All right. See you later, everybody. Thanks for watching here on No Filter. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.